He slept in his parents' bedroom until he was 13. He wet the bed until he was 14. He doesn't know how to ride a bike. Apparently, he has friends. Welcome to Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. Wexel. What's up, guys? This is Evan Wexel of the podcast Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. And we are here. I am coming to you now from a different state this week. I am coming to you from Columbus, Ohio. Uh, I have a big old talk Greek comedy show tomorrow. Uh, I'm expecting a crowd of probably over a thousand people. A little intimidating, but I had a good time last week in Fort Myers, Florida with Florida Gulf Coast University, and they were great. The Panhellenic and the IFC were amazing, and we get to do it all again tomorrow. It's just really fun and funny because it's like I'm doing this all on my own, really. I mean, I I get these gigs sometimes on my own. I go out there on my own. I have no backup plan. It's really just me and them. So now I'm at Columbus. Um, I was not able to get picked up from the airport. I didn't want to get a rental car, so I took a Lyft. Lyft is very interesting outside the major cities of this country because it's really it's a free for all in terms of like what kind of car could be picking you up and how experienced the drivers are. Uh, the driver, I told him a hotel. He drove me past the hotel, past the closed restaurant, and he pulled in to a gas station, thinking that was what I wanted. That was where I wanted to be dropped off at. So I didn't come down too hard on him on the ratings because he did give me gum and water. So that's a good tip for all you rideshare people. Um, It's nice to give freebies to your passengers. But uh, that guy. So I'm here. You're here. Uh, Today my guest is – he's a friend of mine. He's more – it was more uh, a friend of my wife and a friend of my wife's husband. How do I want to say this? Both our wives are really good friends. Yes, that's how we're going to say it. So Henrik Ruckerson, a very tall Swedish gentleman and actor and hockey fan, will be stopping by to chat with me. And we chatted for a long enough time where you were probably better off listening to this during rush hour, Uh, not for short trips. This is something that may be our longest uh, episode yet. So you should definitely enjoy it. I mean, we cover the gamut. We run everything. Um... We come up with people like Keanu Reeves pops up in our talk, Lady Gaga, hockey, the election. So I think you'll dig it. Um, And please do like, share, subscribe to the podcast. Review it on iTunes. We love the five stars. So you can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, as well as awkwardwithevan.com. That will just throw you straight to the posts that include these episodes. So definitely enjoy this talk with the one and only and the extremely unvertically challenged Henrik Rutgerson. All right, guys, we are here on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel, and this is my tallest and most foreign guest yet. This is the man, the artist... The father, the legend, Henrik Rutkerson. Hello, sir. Hello. How's it going? It's going very good. Thank you for agreeing to do this on such short notice. I was lonely and you answered me. So thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Anytime. Yeah, this is cool. Uh, so, my friend, uh, we are, we're just going to see where this takes us. We are, 
we have our our wives are probably our good friends and by i guess association now we are good friends as well so that's how <laughs> i we, think we would be friends anyway yeah we would be because we have a lot in common yeah. um now i like our i guess our connection another connection is that you are from sweden you were born in sweden yep what time born you raised what, how what age you come over to the states um i was 21 when i came here oh wow so what was was Growing up in Sweden, like anything you have since experienced in the United States, like is Sweden like one of the states in this country or is it kind of its own thing? It could be if it was a socialist state. <laughs> okay. Well, hey, we almost had Bernie. You know, we were hoping. Yeah, we are hoping. Almost. Well, well, I mean, growing up in Sweden, it was, it was, uh, it's not much different. Um, there's a lot of cultural things that are different, but, you, you know, um, it's not quite like American Pie. <laughs> you you know, mean, we have it a little bit different. You mean the movie or the actual American Pie? <laughs> no, the movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's not. But like- I mean, it, it, it's like it's very common. Like kids are kids wherever they are in the world. So I yeah. mean, um, we have we have the same we have the same problems and the same goals and same desire to uh, to go after women in our teens and uh, sure. experiment with whatever things when you go into your teens. And that, sure. that I, don't, I don't think is anything different. Yeah, that we'll save that for the for the late show. We'll talk about all that okay. stuff on the late show. Uh, <laughs> what what from America made it over to Sweden as part of your like consciousness or like thing something you were a fan of that came from the U.S. when you were when you were a youth? Um, and movies, yeah. films. What was uh, like? What was the what was it that came over from uh, the U.S.? Like, oh man, I can't wait till this comes over. Uh, I mean, as, as a as a movie or as a as a thing. It, uh, no, it could be a specific movie. If there's like a no, movie no. that came over from America, you're like, wow, this is what they do there. Well, I, I was I was a I was a big fan of John Hughes. You know, um, oh yeah, I was a really big fan of like the Bref- Breakfast Club um, and and like even like Ghostbusters and that kind of genre movies. But all the coming of age stories um, were very unique and and. I, I really love those because in my mind, that's what American life was like. Not take away the, not the Ghostbusters, of course, but like, right. you know, the, 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 the breakfast clubs and pretty in pink and, and, and those kind of movies. I, I you kind of thought that that was, was what American life was all about. That's what it was like to go to high school in the U S so is that so what motivated those? Did you, did you come over to the U S to meet the breakfast club or what made, what <laughs> transitioned you to to join America. I I came here to be the Judd Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I wanted. I wanted to be Judd Nelson. Hey, He's a badass. If he'd said Molly Ringwald, I wouldn't have disagreed with you. That's totally fine. Uh, yeah, no, uh, no, I mean, yeah, the, 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 bre- the breakfast clubs and stuff like that of the eighties. But then when you moved also into the, sort of the action films, which is kind of funny, it's, I was a huge Arnold Schwarzenegger fan, which mm-hmm. is not really American since he's Austrian. So he, uh, but I mean, the films didn't made were American, you know, the Terminators, the Conans, the Commando and Predator. and all. I, I was a huge Arnold fan, but the movies were American. And I love that because everything was over the top. Yeah. You know, like all the action, everything was over the top. In Sweden, we didn't have the budget to do those movies. They just become dorky, you know. So those that so, so like two like, Swedes were just like drinking tea one day. Was that like <laughs> kind of like coffee talk? 
<laughs> pretty, yeah, much. pretty much. Yeah, I mean, it's like you look at the look at the movie industry. Uh, a lot of the big budget Swedish films were anything from five to ten million dollars, and that's that's like ultra low budget here or like low budget here. It's like that's like nothing. Um, yeah. yeah. Um, now. So now that you're here, did you always – did you want to be – you're an actor as well. Did you want to be an actor from the start or did you just kind of like transition from being in California or what was your timeline? Um, I've always wanted to be an actor. I've always been an actor. I've always been an artist uh, ever since I was a little kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I remember I went to um, – when I went to school, uh, we were tasked one day to write a newspaper headline on – what our future would be like, you know? And so all the other kids in the class go, goes like CEO wins Nobel prize. Or, you know, it was like some, like everything was business oriented, like youngest CEO of Ericsson or right. all this kind of stuff. And then it gets to mine. It says Swedish actor wins best supporting actor Academy award. That was mine. Nice. That was my, that was my dream as, as a preteen. Um, and so I was the only one with the artistry. And I've always wanted to be an actor because it's like there's 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 no other profession where you can do any kind of profession. What was your first action towards wanting to be an actor? Did you first look for an agent? Did you look for an acting school? Did you just submit? Did you uh, pass out flyers at the bus station about you? Like what was your method? <laughs> uh, I started um, in a small improv group. Um, uh, in in Stockholm, okay. Um, where I f- where which scared me mm-hmm. like it, improv. If you haven't done it, it it's really scary because you kind of put on the spot right mm-hmm. away and you almost expect it to perform. It's it's really scary, but I recommend that for any actor. Yeah, any actor who wants to do it like he needs to do improv. And so I started with that, and it it it, it and it escalated from that, and then I went to an accredited theater school in Sweden. Ah, um. Um, so uh, that's sort of how I started. Okay. Now, uh, damn, what was I going to ask you? So we got the, you got the acting now. Oh, you know, you have two languages. So you speak Swedish, you speak English. Did you have to like learn, learning Swedish first? You obviously you could act and think in (laughs) Swedish. Now, even though you know English too, do you like, do you think in Swedish in terms of, or does that even matter? Like what language you think with, especially Uh, like memorizing lines or just everyday conversation or um well most most of everything here in english uh here in the u.s i think in english yeah uh, all the auditions and all the parts that i play here are right. are uh, in english even though i do play a lot of russians for some reason um but it is so i do think in english but every now and then it, it kind of comes through especially if i talk to my swedish friends and sure so you, you start thinking, but most most of the stuff I do think in English. But every now and then, I, I I consciously switch in order to see what would this mean in Swedish, and I do that with with parts that I play. Right. I take a look at the dialogue and I go like, what would this be in Swedish? Like, how would how, how would it be like if I translated Swedish and translated it back? Like, what would it mean if I said it in Swedish? And that kind of helps. Yeah, um, a little bit. Don't use Google Translate because that'll just confuse you, <laughs> as you know. As you know, as I, as I like to wish you happy birthday in Swedish, I just look up things in Google Translate and 
you kind of get the gist of it. It's like it's broken but that was Swedish. funny though. It was good. That was yeah. That was the funniest part of that birthday video. <laughs> I, I think. I think. In fact, I think my parents are actually watching it right now as we speak. Did you put it on YouTube or are they around right now? Are they? They're around. They're oh, here. My, oh my my mom just turned turned seventy. Oh you know, so wow! She, uh, Bring them. So they're in, here. Right? That's great because uh, I mean my connection to Sweden is that Wexel is actually Wexel in Sweden. So there's Swedish people with Wexel as a last name. However, uh-huh. my original last name was Wexelblatt, and courtesy of my grandfather, that name was abbreviated, I guess, for to be, to come off less less Jewy. I'm thinking. Oh. So, uh, but uh, so that's so when it's I Jew. meet these random Wexels on Facebook, uh, uh-huh. and they're like, "Are we related?" I'm thinking. Hmm. More people for my mailing list. So I say yes, and then it turns out no. But we're still Facebook friends. I think I might have like an all Swedish Wexel episode in the future. <laughs> that, Just, you, should. Should. you should. I should. I should get a Wexel only episode, yeah. and it's not even blood relatives. Um, yeah. So it's good. So it's worked out because you've immersed yourself back in acting for the past few years, and it's been paying dividends because you're Swedish. So now you got a show with Swedish in the title. Yes, you are on something called Swedish Dicks, which is great to say because I'm sure it's a lot better than the American Dick show that was available in Sweden right now. You guys yeah. have it going. Now, Swedish Dicks, now, is this a literal show about it? I assume it's not. <laughs> I assume it's symbolism or what's it's, the premise? Uh, it's very, very – it's very much symbolism. It's, it's a half an hour um, comedy show. Uh, that stars Peter Stormer and a Swedish stand-up comedian named Johan Glans, and and um, they they are unlicensed Swedish private investigators working in Los Angeles, um, and henceforth the title Swedish Dicks. Okay, um, so Swedish PIs, and sure. and it, it's um, it's it's produced by um, um, a sort of a Netflix uh, equivalent in Sweden called Via Sat. Okay. Um, and this is their first original um, TV series that they've ever attempted to do. Um, and uh, they have been an online streaming for movies, sports, for a lot of uh, a lot of content already created. So they already have the platform. So this is their first original one. So can we can watch this in America? This is, is no, this, or is yeah, this, not yet. No. But is no. it is it viewable now in Sweden or is it still in it post production? Oh, it is. Okay, this it's, it's yeah four four episodes have aired already in um, Sweden. Okay, in Sweden. Uh, so as far as I know, it's actually my brother told me that he's seen the first four episodes. Oh. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't checked up on it. But uh, since the show is done um, and it's got pretty pretty good reviews in, in Sweden, um, it's I was I was told that it was it was going to come over here. Uh, because Viasat doesn't have a platform here, but right. you got so many platforms here in the U.S. You got sure. Netflix, you got Amazon, you got like Hulu. Ooh, you got yeah. all these platforms. So for them to take a look at a TV show that that has pretty good stars in it, uh, for them to just buy it in and use it on theirs, it's it, all the licensing. So hopefully we'll make it over here. Did um, you? So did you film so. it in Sweden? Did you film it? Oh, in- we filmed it in L.A. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow, so it takes all. place in L.A. It does. It takes place yeah. in L.A. It's meant. It's being she- seen in Sweden, but we just yeah. have to get it back to L.A. So someone has to take the footage and bring it on the airplane right. to get it and sneak it into a TV station's facilities. Okay. Yeah, it, it'd be worth it. Keanu Reeves is in it too. I saw yeah. that. I mean, were you guys on set the same day? Uh, we weren't. I, did, I didn't have the privilege to uh, 
to to meet Keanu Reeves, but I've I've heard uh, such great things about him. Um, yeah. Everybody I worked with, they were they were in complete awe over him. And I remember one of the executive producers I spoke uh, spoken to on a set. He told me about the first day that Keanu Reeves was there, and Keanu Reeves and I was yeah, yeah. no Keanu basically told everybody that. Um, you're not supposed to give me anything that you're not giving any other actor. Like he didn't want any special treatment. Right. Like he didn't want his own dressing room. He didn't want anything like that. And he came in and he was he was very giving. And of course, this is all people telling me because unfortunately I wasn't there to meet him. But it, it was it was he was he was so professional. And now you you realize why he's such a star because he acts like it. He's not just a star, but he really acts like it. And it's. It's really nice. I hear that on a frequent basis among some of the best stars in Hollywood. It's yeah. that they're they're really great people outside of outside of filming, and I think that's important because it's like you need to be able to be a likable person because yeah, that you need your fans, you need your everything like that, but you also need people wanting to work with you. If you're not a good person, people don't want to work with you. So. I just imagine if Keanu wanted equal treatment, like would he wait for his voucher in the beginning of the set day, and then would he need like the the, <laughs> the second second to sign him out <laughs> after he's done? That would be equal treatment. Uh, I, like, I that I don't know. I, I, can't, I can't. I can't say. I can't say that 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 occurred for him. I'm I'm sure he got a really good parking spot. Yeah. I'm sure that. <laughs> Uh, you know, he, he got uh, very, very special treatment and so forth. But it's the principle of a thing is that he didn't want his basically butt kissed. That's great. So, uh, man, so Keanu, you have a connection to Keanu, which is awesome. Um, right. And now, and you also, in your prior credit, American Horror Story, you have a connection to Lady Gaga. Yes. Who's- She's seen me naked. What? <laughs> Yeah. Holy Swedish dicks. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> it all ties together. Zing. Um yeah. that is amazing. She has a new single out. My sister's very happy with it. Um <laughs> but uh yeah, so explain to everyone who doesn't know you or American horror story how the heckers you can now connected to Lady Gaga. Well, uh, um I did uh one episode of um uh, American Horror Story last season, season five, I believe it was. Uh, I was in episode seven, Flicker, um, and I play a vampire. Um, and uh, I'm, in fact, the vampire who creates the vampire that creates Lady Gaga. So by association, I'm her creator, so to speak. Um, so you got and- your grandfather, or is it just like no? Is it more of like a creator in like a lab kind of thing, or is it genetic? Are you just a genetic <laughs> I'm more, connection? I, I'm more like the I'm more like the Ant- Antonio Banderas's character of of uh, Interview with the Vampire, but much smaller part though. But okay, it's the same <clears throat> same principle of a thing. <clears throat> Excuse me, because um, Antonio Banderas's character created Tom Cruise's character in Interview with Vampire, and right. Tom Cruise created Brad Pitt. So that's that's sort of what it is, but. Um, uh, I didn't have any scenes with Lady Gaga, unfortunately, right. but I did meet I did meet her. Oh, great! Um, on the on the set, and and the scene or the time where I met her was when we were filming um, um, the scene where where they show how I became a vampire. Um, and and you were in full makeup and full makeup. Yeah. I, I um, um, full makeup and and um, I would say full makeup and and very little clothes um, on. Because we were the the scene where I get sort of turned to a to a vampire is um, 
minimal clothing, so to speak. Sort yeah, of like it's a- never like, you know, let me just take off my J. Crew shirt before I transform mm. into a, a monster. Even though I take you as more of a werewolf kind of person, I guess you can pull off vampire as well. I don't know. Maybe you know. I think vampire. It's, it's me and the four other naked women and this vampire orgy kind uh, of thing. Oh, I and got so you. In between, in between a couple of takes. That, that's fine. Have you ever seen any of those uh, Underworld movies with uh, Kate Beckinsale? Yes, I have. Those I've, are I've seen. I think I've yeah, I've seen several of them. I think. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've, I got into them like a year ago, but I could definitely see like. I guess you would be a lichen, or I guess you'd be a vampire. I mean, you would be like the hybrid. You'd be like kind of like their, the ultimate I'd, like evolution. I'd be a Prius, yes. Yeah, you'd be a Prius. <laughs> <laughs> you'd be the Prius of creatures of the night. Yeah. That's a good way of putting it. All right, guys, we're going to do more with Henrik Rutgersen. We are going to speak of his love of hockey, his former love of wrestling that I will try to rekindle. And we will discuss the election, of course, because that's always fun because there's things to hate about it. Uh, I'll also throw in something at the end about the Emmys and how Henrik is connected to one of the Emmy winners tonight. That is a a pretty, pretty hip guy to be connected to. Um, But first, I want to talk to you guys. I want to talk to you about Patreon.com. Patreon.com is a website that allows creators like me to connect with supporters like you, hopefully, um, to kind of keep my stuff going. Because right now, honestly, doing this podcast, I'm I'm running a little in the red, uh, putting out some dough for some expenses. Um, So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to make my expenses, expand the show, do more interviews, because I have over 4,000 Facebook friends, and it would take me years upon years to interview all of them if I interviewed one every day. I'd love to do two a day. I'd love to do one every day. I'd love to do 24 hours straight of just interview after interview after interview. Um, but what would help me do that is your support on Patreon.com. If you go to Patreon.com slash Funny Evan, now Patreon is P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Funny Evan, you can choose how much you would like to donate to the podcast. It can be for as little as a dollar a month. A dollar a month will get you access to my Patreon-only feed where you can get some updates, maybe some inside tips, some secrets, some leaked rumors about my podcast. Um, But I'll also give you some other stuff. I have a new cell phone wallet I'm really happy with. I would love to throw that to you for a higher donation. I would love to make you a title sponsor of the show, which would be amazing. I would love to interview you, even if we're not even Facebook friends. All those incentives are there. All my fundraising goals are there, which I will update to make them more friendly for you. And also, say you donate like $10 a month. You don't just get the $10 reward. You get the $1 reward, the $3 reward, the $5 reward, and the $10 reward. So definitely check out that website, patreon.com. You can change your donation whenever you want. You can cap off what you want to give so that you're not giving more than you're planning you can discontinue recontinue at any time but uh, your support's appreciated and now let's get back to this swedish guy named henrik so obviously you do a lot artistically but you also do a lot recreationally because you are probably one of the biggest hockey fans i know um how are the red wings looking for next year yeah uh, what was the last thing? You- How are the Red Wings looking for next year? Oh, uh, I, I don't think they're looking very good. 
How did they finish um, last? Like, were they in the playoffs last year? They made it to the playoffs last year for the 25th year in a row, uh, which Whoa. made me happy. But they barely made it in. Um, and this next year, their their core, their talented players are getting older. And I don't feel like they have uh, replaced uh, anyone, any good ones. And they lost uh, the best player. It was Pavel Datsuk. He decided to go back to Russia and play. And they haven't replaced him. So I, I'm fortunately, <clears throat> I don't want to be pessimistic, but I, I, I think this might be the year where this 25-year playoff run um, is being broken. Oh, um, no. <clears throat> I, I hope I'm wrong. I really hope I'm wrong. I, I love my Red Wings. In fact, I'm looking up and I have this signed puck from Nicholas Lidstrom. Whoa. Um, so that that I have in a little casing signed above me, and then I, I have a signed puck from Henrik Sederberg as well, two of my favorite players. So uh, I love my Red Wings, but uh, you know you can't win all the time. Did you get into hockey in Sweden, or was it when you came here? Um, no, I've, <clears throat> I've been I've been into uh, sorry I got <clears throat> something in my throat. Uh, I've been into hockey. So does Hillary. It's okay. <laughs> oh, we'll get we'll get on that later. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> oh, that was. That was a nice one there. <laughs> you had to get that one in there. Had right? to. Uh, yeah, no. Um, I got into hockey when I was when I was in uh, when I was in Sweden. Uh, I've been into hockey since I was a little kid. I never really played, which is kind of funny. But um, but I, I I just it's just my sport, you know. Yeah, I mean, I I worked at the NHL in the league office, and I I told you this. I mean, I was actually in the <laughs> NHL on nine eleven in in Manhattan, which was a great oh, day, uh, but. Um, I did something where I was uh, one of my responsibilities was I was somehow breaking down where all the players in the league are from. And you think it's like because it's an American league that a lot of them are from America. But I would say like half Canada, 30 percent American. But then you have like Sweden and Finland and, you know, those Scandinavian uh, origins of the players. So origin. Yeah. Slovakian, you know, Russian, obviously, yeah, uh, Germany, even Switzerland. You got a lot of players from 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 those countries. So yeah, there's there's. um, Was your favorite player Swedish or? um, Yeah, I mean, my my favorite player of all time is is Nicholas Ledstrom. Yeah, um, Swedish defenseman. But and you know, I get a little biased because I'm Swedish and 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 they're Swedish. I'm also a big fan of Peter Forsberg, but at the same time, you know, you can't. Um, you can't knock Wayne Gretzky or Gordie Howe, you know, any, any Fox and any hockey player or hockey fan has to be a fan of Bobby or, or Gordie Howe, Wayne Gretzky and, 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 you know, Stan McKee and like all those, all those uh, uh, players that did so much for the sport. Um, and, and so I, I like those as well, but Lidstrom, I have to say, if there's one favorite, Lidstrom is my favorite. Okay. And, uh, yeah, it's like in baseball, like if I'm going to be Jewish, I'm going to be like, I can't disregard and Babe Ruth and Lou Gehrig and say, but what about Sandy Koufax? He was Jewish. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely got to take it all in. Um, yeah. what do you, have you been following the Rangers at all? I mean, I guess by default, they're my team, but I don't really follow yeah. hockey that much. Um, they, I- I like the Rangers. I mean, the Rangers is sort of my second team because I'm I'm a I love New York. Like New mm-hmm. York is my favorite city in the U.S. It was mm-hmm. the first city I ever visited. Oh wow! Uh, in, 
um, I fell in love with New York, and and New York is just, always will have a special place in, in my heart. Um, and so the Rangers are definitely a team that I like, and and I like the way they play. I like their coach, Melo um, um, and of course Henrik Lundqvist, who's their goalie, is Swedish. You know, nicknamed King Henrik. So, uh, <laughs> of course, you got to like New York Rangers, and and New York, and New York Rangers is also one of the original six teams. And 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 any hockey fan of NHL fans got to love the the original six. I mean, whether it is Chicago, New York, Montreal, Toronto, or uh, or Detroit, um, you 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 got to love those originals or Boston or or like those original six teams. Like you you've, you've got to love them. You know. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm sure I'd like to maybe go to one of those outdoor um, games. The outdoor like New Year's Day, one of those yeah. like, outdoor New Year's yeah. Day games, yeah. Um, so okay, hockey's your thing. As much as I try, I try yeah. to make wrestling be your thing again. But I guess you were you were a <laughs> wrestling fan be. of the of the late nineties and the early two thousands. I was. We we uh, I have to realize I went to college in Southern Indiana, Evansville, right. Indiana, and which was on the, on the border of Kentucky. Right. And so the Midwest is sort of the wrestling haven. So I got into, but you have to realize I was into wrestling when I was a kid. We just didn't get it as much in Sweden. But right. I, I watched Hulk Hogan and Andre Giant and Ultimate Warrior and, and Jake the Snake Roberts was my favorite when growing up. <clears throat> and so I watched those those guys in Sweden, but uh, they didn't show it on Swedish TV. They showed it on on a channel called Sky One. Oh yeah. Was, yeah, which was a, it was an English channel that we got in Sweden. So I watched a little bit. But when I came to the U.S. Uh, in 98, we started watching wrestling um, <clears throat> like vigorously. Like we watched <laughs> it every week. Yeah. It was uh, mainly WCW. But no we, way. Yeah. WCW was, was the main thing because it was Goldberg, you know. And, and the and NWO kind of, was around. And NWO and, and all that kind of stuff. that's when they were but, beating WWE down. Yeah, but but WWE, you know, or WWF as it yeah, was back then. Sure. Um, I, I I I've always loved the Undertaker. Undertaker's always <laughs> been my favorite favorite wrestler um, in his persona. So I always had uh, had a weakness for WWE because it's like I felt like, like yeah, I like Goldberg and I liked Sting and I like you know Hulk Hogan was over at WCW and NWO. I liked that part, but but for me as an actor as well, yeah. I looked at um, the WWE, you know, with their acting skills were better. Like yeah. they had better personas, like The Rock, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Undertaker, Kane. Those guys, they 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 nailed their their personas. Yeah. And um, I think I think Vince McMahon has done an amazing job with with wrestling. Uh, it's uh, amazing. Yeah, the Undertaker is kind of like the holy grail of uh, of re- for wrestling fans because yeah. he's like the last guy that will never break character. Like you just, he's like the ultimate myth. He's the ultimate mythical yeah. figure. Um, he does yeah. still wrestle once a year. He has not retired. Um, I will tell you, Goldberg yeah, is fe- good. Goldberg is featured in the, in the new WWE video game, and. Uh, it's rumored that he will fight Brock Lesnar at the next WrestleMania. Oh, really? Now, they go back to WrestleMania 20 where they were both leaving the company and they had a yeah, yeah. terrible match. They yeah. both like – I think Brock Lesnar flipped off the crowd and then Austin – Steve Austin just stunned both of them. But uh, yeah, so that would be interesting if that actually happens. 
Yeah. Last couple of pictures I've seen of Goldberg, it's that he's lost his form a little bit. He hasn't worked out that much. So, so I mean, given that he's, I mean, how old he, is he's probably in his mid fifties, but I think he wants to wrestle one time for his kid to watch him. Yeah. So I think that's, I'm, yeah. I mean, uh, Goldberg was Goldberg. I mean, it's like, God, you got to love him. I mean, he's, he's this good old American boy, you know, and, and, and wrestling is this good old American sport. So, yep. so why not? You know? Yep. Um, definitely. Why not should also be the next thing we talk about because why not talk about what you think of this current, uh, presidential election? Cause I love, cause we're Facebook friends and you have like some of the best, clearest opinions, whether you agree <laughs> with them or you don't agree with them. Cause I do have to admit with your opinions, I mean, I know, for example, the, the new star Wars movie, like what you said about Kylo Red. Yeah. It stuck with me, man. It's I, I I could see where you were coming from. It, it, it dampened my viewpoint a little bit, but I see like you thought Kylo. Basically, you could beat up Kylo Ren, which still yeah. you're very intimidating. You can be intimidating when you want to be. So I think you know most people would agree with that. Now that was yeah. a good that was a good hot take. So <laughs> do you have any hot takes about how we're how things are playing out right now? Because we're like. Less than two months away from choosing uh, our "quote unquote" next president of the United States, yeah. uh, how how fun has it been, or how entertaining, or how depressing has the election process been for you? Multiple choice, I would say all of the above. Yes. <laughs> no, I mean it, it is a circus. I mean, and I can tell you right now, um, I'm Gary Johnson all the way, right? Uh, be, because it, it's like. He's the only one that to me that seems sane. Um, and you know, we can we can talk for hours on 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 the good parts and the bad parts of each of the candidates. But sure. I, I heard something from Tom Hanks uh, uh, not too long ago. Uh, I think he was interviewed on on like um, Today Show or CBS Today this Show yeah. or something like that. And he did not say he did. People have misquoted him saying he supported a certain candidate. Yeah. Um, but which wasn't the case because I heard what he said. And right. basically what he said, it's like, look, if Trump becomes president, we'll be fine. Right. And I say the same thing. If Hillary becomes president, we'll be fine. Yep. This country is bigger than just one president. That's why I came here, and that's why I love this country, because this, the greatness of this country does not lie within the government, does not lie within the president, does not lie with any faction of any kind of thing out there. It lies with the people that live and work in this country. They're immensely powerful, and I think sometimes they forget it. Um, and and um, I think the government takes, takes advantage of that. That's why I'm Gary Johnson all the way. I, I love the Constitution. It might be an old document, right. but it rings as true today as it did uh, uh, 250 years ago, 240 years ago. So, uh, so I think I think we'll be fine. Whoever becomes president, we'll be fine. You know, we've endured worse. Uh, but if you look at sort of the the politics part of it, it's a circus. I yeah. mean, having family and friends in Sweden and, of course, they're not getting the accurate data either sure. because they're getting a media-skewed view of what they interpret from the media coverage that's in this country here. Right, and I'm sure so we're getting not, that about all the other countries <laughs> that right. are not us. So they're not even getting the accurate – or my accurate and media are two words that shouldn't be put together. But <laughs> – <clears throat> but if you if you look at all the media stories that we get here in the U.S., um, in Sweden they get those stories, but then they put their own slant on it. So 
like in Sweden, the biggest thing, for instance, on Bernie Sanders was that, oh, he's too old to become president. I go like, really? Is like, he that much older than, for instance, Hillary Clinton and Donald yeah. Trump? Yeah, he's older, but is he that much older? But see, that's their consideration. And of course, Donald Trump is <laughs> a laughing stock most over Europe because they make fun of how he looks or his hair or, or how he speaks. But I go like, should we really judge a president based on how they look? Yep. You know, so that's kind of silly. But so yeah, I think it's a little bit of a circus. But the bottom line is that I can choose to be upset about uh, if, for instance, Hillary Clinton becomes president. You know, all the all the things that she likes that I don't like. But in all reality, my life's not going to end because she becomes president. Right. I'll be fine. You know, we've we've endured worse. So there's other things to to, to focus on, and I, I I do feel like. The biggest thing in American politics that I think needs to change is the lobbying. Right. That's illegal in Sweden. You you can't you can't have lob you can't lobby uh, uh, politicians. Sure. And are, do the election coverage even approximate what we're seeing right now in America? Like in Sweden, is it are the elections more low key or is it just as important yeah. as it is here? No, they're more low key. Yeah. Because as I said, you don't have. You have debates, um, you have campaigning, mm-hmm. the, um, the, the political parties, they go out and campaign among youth and, and they have youth organiza- organizations that goes directly, uh, that's geared towards that tip, st- the typical uh, demographic of, of younger people and so mm-hmm. forth. So they, they do that. But the main thing is that corporations cannot donate money and sway political interests by basically giving millions of dollars. Right. That, that you can't do. And that's, I think, needs to change in this country because if you take a look at as a presidential, presidential candidate, it doesn't matter who it is. If you take a look at that person and they've been given $12 million by the oil companies. Mm-hmm. So let's say something comes through Congress that's going to limit anything for the oil companies. I have a hard time to believe that any presidential candidate getting about $10 million from an oil company is not going to be biased towards those kind of decisions in Congress. Mm -hmm. So that's my only issue. That's why I think take money out of it. And uh, I would say a lot, a certain amount of money for each candidate to use. This is the money you have for your campaign. Use it to your discretion. But that's it. This is what you've got. It's like an allowance. I like it. Right. Almost like an allowance because – you know, this country is over 300 million people. So mm-hmm. if you want to reach 300 million people, you need money. Mm-hmm. Like you, you can't take that away. I mean it's like in Sweden we have 9 million people and we're the size of California. So right. it's, a, it's a little bit cheaper to get to everybody, right? Mm-hmm. So I do feel like uh, there should be money. There should be a budget for these people to be able to do their job to campaign. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, it's almost like in but, sports, you have the salary cap for the for teams. Yeah. You can have like a, a campaigning cap, but also a campaigning yeah. floor. Uh, yeah, but then, why not? but then you could also have like when the personal private donations come in. Uh, yeah. That's when you know it, it, it's hard to keep it level. Yeah, I was. I had a gig last week in Wisconsin, and I was actually driving through, and I did finally see some Gary Johnson billboards uh, oh, of wow. him. So it was interesting because you know. He raises as much money uh, ever as Hillary does in like two dinners. So yeah. it was it was good to see that. Yeah, uh, yeah he I mean, have the corporate backings. You know, he doesn't have he doesn't have. I mean, one of the things of, of Hillary is that she has the pharmaceutical companies in her pocket. And that's a forty billion dollar industry. So of course they can you know give her money for that, but they're not going to give money to any candidate they think 
not going to have their best interest in mind. I mean, it, it's it's you can say how, how wrong it is, but it's it's a company's policy, a company's purpose is to make as much money as they can. Doesn't matter what company it is, that's what that's their goal, and so they're going to go with a candidate, you know, support a candidate that can help them. Right. And 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 so that's why they're not going to put their money on somebody who has no interest in expanding the pharmaceutical industry or whatever industry, oil industry or whatever now industry it is. I'm just using it as, as a loose example. But so that's – yeah, a seller cap would be great. You know, they have it in the, <laughs> NH, they have it in the NHL and uh, do they have it in the NBA? Do they they do have it and it, it did but now it went up a lot so that you had yeah. – like like okay players making as much as Steph Curry right now, so it's kind of interesting. But uh, but yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I think just the key is like, how did you get someone like Gary Johnson up to fifteen percent so that he can just at least debate with the people? Because yeah. when Ross Perot got it in ninety two, he kind of like spent billions of his own money um, yeah. to pay for TV time and pay to get on the debates and. You yeah. know, it was a good third option, but it just seems like it's more glaring these days in terms of the need or desire for someone else yeah. or someone additionally to be considered. And yeah, I, I think I think you're I think you're right. And and in all honesty, now we also had in the media here lately about Hillary's physical condition. And in all honesty, as I said, I'm not a Hillary Clinton fan, but I really hope that she's okay. I don't wish phys- physical ill on anybody, no matter if I support them or not. But um, my my controversy on it is like if she is not physically fit to become president and she knows about it, it's, there's an obligation to let the American people know so we can replace her. Um, I don't know how that would work because they've already given her the nomination. So I don't know what they would do. But see, if they wait until she becomes elected and mm-hmm. then goes out saying that she's not physically fit to become president, that to me is one of the biggest lies in the American people that we've had since the Watergate. Well, then you'd have Kane take over as president, and then right. in four years the Republicans could reorganize and, you know, get someone uh, yeah. to go up against that. But I mean, I mean, I did I posted on Facebook, and I've posted this in a different context. You know, a picture of Bernie Sanders with a WWE yeah. Money in the Bank briefcase. <laughs> I so saw that. So you cash it in. You can cash it in at any time during the entire year. Instant championship match. It's like instant party nomination he could just run in with the briefcase and like knock out and there should be a great like whenever they make those videos where they superimpose like athletes faces on like other people yeah. they should have one with like bernie is edge and then like hillary's john cena and this is when edge cashed in and like beat john cena for the title that would be <laughs> if i knew how to do that i would i would pay money to, to learn yeah I, I that that would be fun i mean i like bernie sanders i think you know people people were afraid of him because it's like oh he's going to be socialist my go like trust me this country will never become socialist <laughs> it, it you know people go like oh i'm afraid of a socialist like go like okay first off if even if you had a socialist president you still have a congress that's not mm-hmm. so it, it it it's like you wouldn't become socialist just because of that anyway and it it wouldn't work here it, yeah. it, the system i've lived in a socialist socialist democracy country for 21 years and it works fine over there free healthcare and really good education we have high standard of living and we do really well for ourselves but at the same time it wouldn't work here it wouldn't work in the us now lived in both countries to to, to compare them it's like apples and oranges they're they're very very different and bernie sanders knows that he's it's not going to try to implement a socialist democracy here in the us it, it half of the country would rebel and become independent <laughs> 
And uh, it's just interesting, like, I feel like with Ron Paul in, in tw- 2008 and 2012, and now with Bernie, we get, like, these people, like, you get energized by, but it's like, they're not going to be, like, young enough to run again in four years. No. But at least you're going in, like, that direction where you're getting someone to get excited about to where maybe that yeah. inspires the younger people to then join that fight when and then run when it's their turn or when they want to. So yeah, yeah. And I think it's it's uh, I think it's our obligation as people who live in this country and uh, who who vote and and so forth just to be as informative as we possibly can and to make make decisions. And and when we do hear things that we're being told that it's a certain way, just to take a step back. And kind of look at the evidences here for yourself. Then make up your mind. Just don't trust everything that everybody just tells you just because. And that's like I'm, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, I mean it, it, it's like you you look at you look at um, you look at all these sort of what I say, say like circumstances. I mean people talk about conspiracies and so forth. I'm not necessarily I'm not I'm not a conspiracy nut. I I, I don't believe in all of that, but. There's enough evidences and things that have happened in our world for, for me to think that there's more than to meets the eye. Mm-hmm. Um, and and um, for instance, like one of my favorites is um, uh, the John F. Kennedy. Yep. Yeah, I know John F. Kennedy gets gets assassinated by allegedly by by Lee Harvey Oswald. Mm-hmm. Lyndon B. Johnson gets sworn in as the next president on the flight from Dallas back to Washington, as if they knew that that was going to happen. Wow, and then with within a few months, um, uh, you know, Gulf of Tonkin happens in 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 the in the in the bay outside of uh, of, of Vietnam, mm-hmm. where allegedly two American warships were attacked, and Lyndon B. Johnson used that as a springboard to to start a war in Vietnam. He has later on officially go, gone out and said that that attack never happened. It was a lie. The Oof. Gulf of Tonkin never happened. Which means that now, 45 years later, we're sitting on a war that was started on a lie. But it's so long ago that people have sort of, yeah, it doesn't matter. But almost 60,000 American soldiers died and 250,000 North Vietnamese or civilians died. Yeah. But see what I'm saying? It's like, so if Siegel Sutton says it's a lie, he started a war on a false pretense. I'm not saying that that has happened again, but I'm just, I'm just saying it, it's interesting that we believe what they say and then forget that it's a lie. So I'm wondering, what have we been told now that in 20, 30 years is going to come out to be a lie? And I, that's also the allure of Trump is that like he says yeah. it like it's that's the way it is because he says yeah. that's the way it is. And he's very natural about it. And that's that's yeah. what makes him so uh, likable to, the, to his yeah. supporters. Um, but yeah. – yeah, it's just like what message are we going to concoct today? It's like when you watch the compilation of every news headline being said exactly the same way across the country by all these affiliates of the yeah. same company. It's like, you know, what's the narrative today? It's it's very odd. Right. Yeah. It happens with but a lot of events, yeah. Yeah, it does. I mean, but if you I can't remember the statistic now, a friend of mine who's 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 really into uh sort of the, what he calls the media corruption and so forth because it's we only have a handful of people that controls all of our information. Mm-hmm. So whatever information we're getting is very streamlined. Um, and that's not necessarily that, – I don't feel that's a conspiracy or like, oh, they're, they're here to control us or whatever. No, it's just that they're looking for sales. They're looking what is going to sell, what mm-hmm. is going to grab people's attention. 
So they're going to pick and choose what is going to sway something for them. Right. And then that's that's the narrow window where we have where we're watching things through. I mean, I I, I know that because I'm reading the Swedish news, uh, which are usually which are not controlled by the Ted Turners and and the media conglomerates over here. Right. And the the news there is very different. Yes, it's very much the same because they look at you know the the New York New York Times, they look at the 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 Washington Post, they look at the Associated Press, they look at all these big news uh, um, uh, outlets and get much of the news from there. But every now and then I get a different type of article and who is informative from a different angle and I go, see, that's refreshing. Yeah. I mean, it seems like that's that's good. It's almost independently written articles. It's like Swedish and, blogs. Uh, but media is all about sensationalism. It's kind of like movies. Mm-hmm. It's like... <laughs> exactly. <laughs> No, but it, it's like um, it's like a movie, you know. So what if what if there was a movie out there that showed you the glorious history of curtains? <laughs> who would go? Who would go see it? Right. This is how curtains were made. I don't know Very, who's, who's starring you know, in this movie. Lovable. Is this going to be Brad Pitt? <laughs> Brad Pitt in be curtains. Michael Fassbender and, and <laughs> Helen Mirren and James McAvoy, uh, Magneto, and Professor James X. Ma- and, yeah, yeah, James McAvoy. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying, it's all sensationalism because when you have a movie, there's a formula to it. Like there needs to needs to be it needs to be uh, uh, three acts: the beginning, middle, and end. There needs to be uh, who, what, where, and when. There needs to be a problem. There needs to be a confrontation. There needs to be a midpoint twist. There needs to be a resolution, climax, resolution, and the movie ends. Right? Yep. And I feel that like media is the same way. They need to create this sensationalism of like this man escaped from the police. Now we're following a helicopter. Look how many people he can potentially kill. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's it's that sensationalism you, you're always looking for. And I feel that we've um, we've been trapped into it. You know, I, I buy into it as well. I look at the news, and and that's what you sort of caught into. Yeah, so. I mean, uh, well, Family Guy was always really good at this. They did uh, <laughs> like when a bus like went into a school. Here's what would happen if the the plane. Oh no, what Quagmire was trying to land a plane, and he was able to land the plane without crashing it. But then the news uh-huh. was like, here's what would have happened if the plane had then crashed into a school, and they created the footage of that. Then here's what yeah. would have happened if the plane crashed into the school of bunnies. And then you saw the bunnies on fire, and then here's what <laughs> would happen if the plane crashed into the school and bunnies. And then one guy went home and beat his wife, and then. <laughs> show the guy running home and doing that so you know it's it's that's building up disaster and and sports talk radio is actually really good about that too but uh depends depends how crazy they are uh all right mr henrik i think i'm gonna let you get back to california living um i i'm here in florida right now uh day before day before gig uh but yeah Definitely uh, appreciate the viewpoints. Uh, definitely want people cool. to check out Swedish dicks. Um, yes, please do. Anything Not else? Mine, though, but no. <laughs> well, you know what? It, it, put it on eBay. Okay. Put it on eBay, yeah. yeah. So, anything you'd want to? Any plugs or websites you want to give out, or things you got coming up, or? Well, we'll we'll uh, well. My website, Henrik HenrikRockerson.com. Um, that's that's my web. You can always check that out and see pictures. And and uh, right now, the sort of the video parts is down. I'm doing, redoing it, but that's my website. Um, and of course, check out IMDb and IMDb on, on Swedish dicks. I'm right between Tracy Lords and Keanu Reeves. That's you know? great. So it's, so it's kind of like a sandwich between those two. Um, 
so yeah, um, no, yeah, just keep checking uh, IMDb, and of course, uh, keep uh, checking up on Evan Wixell. Oh, who cares about me? Check out Henrik's <laughs> amazing headshots. You have amazing headshots from Denise Duff, I must say. So oh, those you. are really good. Yeah, those are up on IMDb now, most of them. Uh, and she's an amazing photographer. And, and uh, so all the shots that I have, it's either Denise Duff or a photographer named Ray Cachatorian. Yes. Um, ama- amazing photographers and um, that I love to work with. Cool, you know, man. So. All right. Awesome. Well, yeah, thanks for your time. I will I will say You're goodbye for, for, fake, for fake purposes of this podcast. And I will say goodbye to you once we uh, hang up. So, awesome. so thanks for coming on. Go, go check out Henrik, the, the tall Swede with an acting creed. And sometimes he has parts where you bleed uh, in shows. That makes no sense. Okay. Um, thanks, Henrik. I You're will welcome. talk to you soon. Okay, bye. All right, guys. I want to thank you for listening to my conversation with Henrik Ruckerson. And thank you to him for allowing me to end the interview in an awkward manner. Um, definitely follow him. Definitely hunt down some Swedish dicks and see where they will be coming up. And look for Henrik in the crowd because he will be taller than everyone. Um, fun extra tag thing. I'm recording this on the night of the Emmys. And tonight, Rami Malik of Mr. Robot, the lead character, won the Emmy for Outstanding Acting in a Drama. Henrik went to college with that guy and remembered seeing his uh his productions in college and to watch him grow. I mean, he was pretty amazed and blown away. I remember seeing Rami Malek in the show 24. He had a good guest star on it. Um, but that show, man, that will, that show will mess with your mind because <laughs> you think you're watching and it's all about like, you know, overthrowing corporate America. And it turns out that this guy, it's, is just not all there and has got some, some abnormalities mentally. So that it is a it is definitely not light watching so but it's worth checking out cuz it is critically acclaimed and fan acclaimed as well so yeah i want to thank henrik guys i know who's coming on next week i got another actor in the la area best part is the dude was on sharknado i got you an actor from sharknado i can't you can't beat this so please check out awkwardwithevan.com for updates Please support the podcast if you can by going to patreon.com slash funny Evan. We are at awkward with Evan on Twitter and Facebook. And again, please like, share, subscribe this wherever you can. Um, maybe I'll start throwing some stuff on YouTube as an audio version, uh, throwing some pictures over it, but definitely, uh, keep spreading the word, sharing the posts. Um, cause chances are I will eventually get to someone that you guys know, because if we're Facebook friends, we have some mutual friends that will be interviewed in the near future. Uh, so thank you guys for swinging by and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. Go to awkwardwithevan.com to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast. Now for Evan's mom to pick out his clothes for tomorrow. See you next time on Socially Awkward with Evan Wexel. 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 Wexel.